This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast may contain adult themes, strong language, and stupid health advice. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome back to In Bad Taste, where we cast a critical eye over health documentaries and the claims they make. Hello, grab a pew. (laughs) I'm your host, registered nutritionist Pixie Turner. And I'm cardiothoracic surgeon, Dr. Nikki Stamp. Now, as you probably know by now, we like to, have to. Anyway, we we sit down on the couch and give up some of our precious time to watch the health documentaries that infiltrate your TV and family dinner conversations all so that you don't have to. Now, this week is our second episode taking a look at the 2016 film Vaxxed. Oh, yes. So last week we gave you a bit of an intro to vaccines and now we're still in serious mode and we wanted to talk a little bit about the man who produced Starzen and almost single-handedly kicked off anti-vaccination sentiments. Mr. Andrew Wakefield, because he's not Dr. Andrew Wakefield anymore. He is a Mr. Andrew Wakefield, as well as his lovely cast of so-called experts lol experts that appear in this film yes well uh as pixie's already alluded to you may have actually heard of wakefield before because his name comes up pretty regularly when vaccinations and particularly hesitancy or refusal of vaccinations is discussed now wakefield was essentially deregistered as a medical practitioner for the study that brought him infamy and we want to talk about this study and also about some of the other important characters featured in this film yeah, Wakefield certainly seemed to have assembled a crack team of um, not-so-much-experts to back him up in this film. However, like in most health documentaries, while these people come across as some kind of hero, the reality is, is that often they are filled with contradictions, conflicts of interests, and their opinions and statements fly totally in the face of accepted science. So because we're not total arseholes and we're trying to have scientific rather than person discourse, We are very much attacking the ideas, not the person, as much as is possible. This is mainly about actually having a chat about what they say. We're not here to make fun of their appearance, tempting as it might be. We're very much here to attack their words. And oh boy, there are a lot of words. 
Yes, yes, we're going to get into adult discourse, which is probably not something you'd expect from us when our first episode was called Vegan Boners, but we're going to do our best. So let's get started talking about the cast of thousands. So when we look at the cast of people who are presented in this documentary, what we see is that there are two groups of people who are pitted against each other. In the one corner, we have Obama, we have Bill Gates, we have a whole bunch of scientists, we have the Surgeon General, and we have the CDC. In the other corner, we have a bunch of tinfoil hats and one person who's actually been convicted of fraud. And they claim that no one has ever made a career from pitting themselves against the vaccine industry, except every single fucking expert in this movie whose basic entire career depends on the anti-vax industry. In one breath, they say that no one's making a career from this. In the next, they're showing their various books and their magazines and this very documentary, mm-hmm. which they crowdfunded a lot of money for. They are absolutely making a career and making profit from this. So let's just be very clear about that to start with. Mm-hmm. And the movie essentially opens with a whole bunch of tapping, very extensive tapping by someone on a keyboard. What we then see is a bunch of words pop up on the screen from this guy who will be known as the CDC whistleblower. And this is William Thompson. Technically, he wasn't actually a whistleblower. He was kind of misrepresented in this documentary. And he's pretty pissed about it. And he's lawyered up. And his lawyers have issued a very clear statement, which I want to read. It says... My name is William Thompson. I am a senior scientist with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, where I have worked since 1998. I want to be absolutely clear that I believe vaccines have saved and continue to save countless lives. I would never suggest that any parent avoid vaccinating children of any race. Vaccines prevent serious diseases, and the risks associated with their administration are vastly outweighed by their individual and societal benefits. I have had many discussions with Dr. Brian Hooker over the last 10 months regarding studies the CDC has carried out regarding vaccines and neurodevelopmental outcomes, including autism spectrum disorders. I share his belief that CDC decision-making and analyses should be transparent. Duh, that's what everybody thinks. I was not, however, aware that he was recording any of our conversations, nor was I given any choice regarding whether my name would be made public or my voice would be put on the internet. So... What this shows, and what is again highlighted very quickly in this documentary, is that these calls that were made between William Thompson and Brian Hooker, who we're about to come on to, were recorded without his permission. Mm. Yeah, and I think, you know, he's a person who is featured very heavily in the film as known as the CDC whistleblower. And the way that he's kind of portrayed is with a healthy dose of kind of mysticism around him. Like we never see his face. He doesn't appear on screen. He, he's, he has these like um, moments, uh, like little sound bites of, of these recorded calls. As you say, you know, the legality of it is unclear where they just take these, you know, tiny little sentences which are sort of superimposed over this, you know, tech kind of graphic. And, and it's really unclear what he's doing because you get the impression that there's just something not quite right about that whole story. And that he's apparently calling up this other bloke, Hooker, who we're going to come to. And it's just, it's all kind of really murky and, yeah, just really unclear. And again, you know, coming back to what we talked about last week, filmmaking techniques. So I'm looking at that going, this is weird. You know, I don't I don't get a good vibe from this. I'm not. There's a lot of holes in this kind of story. Whereas if you were kind of leaning towards, you know, the, a cons- you know believing in the conspiracy mm. theory that they're trying to get you to buy into, you might see that as evidence that, you know, it's all very murky because this is a murky guy who's working for a, you know, 
dodgy organization and you know they're trying to make it out like it's very much like Watergate and I just thought it was you know I just thought it was really a really odd it was just odd something sort of was off about that whole thing yeah and I think also I've read a bunch of articles and opinion pieces about this in various corners of the internet and the general agreement among a lot of scientists seems to be that this guy basically just fucked up This guy, he had a disagreement about how the data from a particular paper was interpreted, which is a legit disagreement that scientists might have. Mm. He had a bit of a toddler tantrum and he called a guy to vent at him. And he called a guy who happened to be one of the least objective people on the planet when it comes to vaccines. And now unsurprisingly, he's expressing regret at having done this. Mm. And this guy who is completely not objective is Brian Hooker, a guy who harassed the CDC so much that they told him to stop calling. He is a classic example of how a PhD in one area of science definitely does not make you an expert in any other area at all. Um, So yeah, Hooker appears as the other main protagonist in this story. He's actually an environmental scientist who's a professor of biology and chemistry at a, a university. And I think it's probably an important part of his story that he says he has a son with autism. Um, So it's really understandable as to why he's so invested in all of this, because according to him in the film, he says that his son had his 15-month vaccines and then lost language afterwards, you know, which must have been incredibly difficult. And I can understand why why someone who is a scientist would then be, you know, very inquisitive and look into this, you know, why, why this has happened. But as you say, he he gets all these phone calls from from Thompson, who somehow, for whatever reason, gave him all this data from some of the CDC studies into the MMR, measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, which was apparently then used by Hooker to call into question the age at which the MMR vaccine is given to children, and particularly in its role of causing autism uh, in black boys. So then what happened was Hooker got all this data somehow, he reanalyzed it mm-hmm. and apparently demonstrated that the CDC lies, but we don't actually get to see that data in the film. All we're shown is a graph, which is like a, a snapshot of a tiny piece of this graph. So it has no context. It has no labels. We don't really know what we're looking at. But it's, you know, it's, you know, it's a tool. Again, it's a filmmaking tool. But then I think really interestingly is that he published this data in a journal, which then retracted the paper. Now, just to give you an idea, when a paper is retracted from an academic journal, that is the highest level of redress that can be taken for a scientific study that is incorrect, is fraudulent, is basically wrong. That's the biggest thing that we can do. So it was retracted and the data is no longer available. But the reason that it was retracted was apparently that the the maths, the statistical methods that he used were incorrect. And basically there was not any way that he could have reached that conclusion using good maths. He used bad maths instead. Um, So he's kind of portrayed as a bit of a hero in this film. Like he's, uh, you know, he's trying to get to the bottom of this, you know, high ranking conspiracy. And the reality is, is that's probably not the case. No. And he very much happens to be quite good friends, it seems, with Mr. Andrew Wakefield. So let's talk about him for a second. Before we even meet him in this documentary, we are given some clips of people saying how much he's been accused of fraud, which, by the way, is extremely rare. It doesn't happen very often that medical professionals are accused of fraud. And in his case, it happens to be very, very justified. It's his movie. He's the director of this movie. And it still baffles me that he would want to be introduced 
with clips of people saying he's a total fraud, including Bill Gates, who says Wakefield has been shown to have used absolutely fraudulent data. Mm. So we we kind of flip between between people like Bill Gates and then Wakefield, who then is introduced literally as a fraud, which I found absolutely hilarious. Of course, he is legally a fraud. He was accused of fraud and he was convicted of fraud. It was very much proven. This is not my opinion. This is very much a fact. He is a fraud. If you even go on his Wikipedia page, you will find two different headings that have the word fraud in the title. So, you know, just saying. <laughs> yeah, so just just as a bit of background, so he, he used to be a gastroenterologist. That's a doctor whose specialist is his specialty rather is, you know, the 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 gut, the tummy, the bowel, you know, liver, that kind of thing. Um, and his interest was in inflammatory bowel diseases like Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. When the way he tells the story in the film, he accidentally received a phone call from the mother of a child with autism. And he apparently wanted to help out of the goodness of his heart. So yeah, he he says how this person contacted him. And then he he literally explicitly states the most accurate thing he'll probably say for the next hour in this documentary. He says, quote, I knew nothing about autism. Yes. And yet somehow he felt that therefore he was qualified to go and do this research. Yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's odd. Yeah, so he, he he did this study, you know, apparently out of the goodness of his heart, which was published in 1998 in The Lancet, you know, one of the biggest medical journals in the world. And the title of the paper was Ileal Lymphoid Nodular Hyperplasia, Nonspecific Colitis and Pervasive Developmental Disorder in Children, which is basically saying that he found some sort of inflammatory changes in the gut of children who had a pervasive developmental disorder, also known as autism. Now, it wasn't specifically on MMR per se. He basically stated that what he thought he found was that children with autism had this really strange form of of colitis or inflammation of the bowel, um, and that he then associated this with the MMR vaccine. And that was just his sort of opinion at the end of the piece and the study didn't exactly take off at first like it didn't you know get all this attention from the first time it was published but the media attention that Wakefield got from this or sought out I don't know basically got this article a lot more attention than it perhaps otherwise would have gotten kind of kicked off this this theory that MMR caused autism and um, so what happened with this particular paper with this study is that people started to go this is odd so the the, fi- the study has been attempted to be replicated multiple times there have been you know studies on literally hundreds of thousands of children around the world since then and no one has ever been able to demonstrate what Wakefield said he found and that is probably because it was alleged by the other authors that the results were probably falsified, including that some of the children who he included in the study didn't even have autism and that the, the findings were changed to fit what he wanted to say. And there was also an allegation that there may have been financial disclosures that he did not make prior to publishing this study, including perhaps receiving money from a law firm that was pursuing vaccine companies for alleged injuries. So basically the, the Lancet pulled the paper, retracted it, um, and a lot of this came from the work of a, a journalist in, in London, and it was partially retracted in 2004, fully retracted in 2010, and that's when the General Medical Council got involved. Yeah, and I think it's worth pointing out that he, in this documentary, he recounts his research without mentioning the retraction. 
He also doesn't mention any of the other studies which have completely mm. failed to show any link. And he tries to represent himself as a good scientist who cares about kids. But he does the total opposite of what a good scientist does. When he's repeatedly shown to be wrong, he doubles down, which is the opposite of what a good scientist is supposed to do. You know, retractions happen sometimes. You know, science and peer review is not a perfect system, but good scientists will tend to either self-retract when concern is expressed by the community and evidence shows they fucked up or respond with grace to with a retraction because, you know, it's kind of a big deal for something to be retracted. And he didn't, he didn't disclose any of his conflicts of interest. So he claims in the documentary that he only wanted the MMR vaccine to be several single shots rather than a triple shot which actually doesn't make sense because all these scary ingredients that they love to demonize, you'd actually get more of those rather than less. So it's really ridiculous. But <laughs> later, this 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 really uh, great journalist actually uncovered some really interesting stuff about how he was later shown to have vested interest in single shots. Mm. He was on the payroll of a company that was suing the makers of MMR, and he was in the process of making his own measles shot, which would have theoretically made him quite rich. He had applied for a patent on a single jab measles vaccine before his campaign against the MMR vaccine started. Now that is a serious conflict of interest. And so it is no wonder that the GMC in the UK had several charges against him. And I'm going to read these out because I think it's really important to, you know, to really actually show just how much of a serious case this was. So the charges against him include, he was paid to conduct the study by solicitors representing parents who believed their children had been harmed by MMR. He ordered investigations without the requisite pediatric qualifications, because remember, he's actually not a pediatrician. He did things like colonoscopies, colon biopsies on his research subjects without the approval of his department's ethics board and in complete contrary to the children's clinical interests. He also acted dishonesty and irresponsibly in failing to disclose how patients were recruited for the study. He conducted the study on a basis not approved by the hospital's ethical committee. Mm -hmm. He also purchased blood samples for £5 each from children present at his son's birthday party, which he actually later joked about in a presentation that he gave. He also, quote, showed callous disregard for any distress or pain the children might suffer. Now... I think when you read these charges and when you listen to them, you can hopefully see that this isn't some poor guy who's been wrongly accused of some stuff. He fucked up massively, hugely, and he absolutely deserves to be called a fraud. He deserved all of the accusations and everything that was levied against him because, mm. my God, yeah. this these are some really serious and awful, awful claims. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly, you know, all of these things that happen, they are really, really serious things. Um, and, you know, I think that, again, a little bit about filmmaking, he is definitely portrayed in this film as, as a bit of a hero, um, you know, as he was a victim. And I think that it's important to say that he went through he had due process and that due process uncovered a whole bunch of irregularities which were you know substantiated and that's why he he was deregistered and like i say since since this time hundreds and thousands of children have actually been vaccinated with mmr and had it demonstrated to to be safe yep planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Exactly. We also have another guy who appears in this documentary called Del Bigtree. This is a guy who has zero qualifications, like completely and utterly zero. He describes himself as an investigative medical journalist, but technically that's not what he is. He is a TV producer. And one of the shows that he produces is the show The Doctors, which is widely known for regularly being medically inaccurate. It's pretty much been shown to only slightly be more accurate than the Dr. Oz show, and that's saying something. That's actually been proven as well. There was a study published um, in the British Medical Journal that said that basically he that, that show, The Doctors, is very rarely right. They either give information that is not backed by evidence or directly contradicts um, the known evidence. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, you've got to remember that pe- even though those shows seem like they're there to educate, they're actually just there for entertainment, particularly I think in the US sort of sphere where those kinds of shows are really, really popular. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, he is probably the least qualified person in this film. And, again, just to note, he produced his film and, you know, he's also the CEO of the Informed Consent Action Network and he's been very vocal during COVID-19. He's called it a hoax. And he's apparently also compared the Holocaust to vaccinations. Oh, no. Which I think is just, I mean, that's incredibly, you know, distasteful. So on, I think when you talk about Big Tree and the the show, The Doctors as well, because they do come into play, He when he was producing the show, um, to, just for those of you who don't know, The Doctors is an American TV show. They have a panel of doctors from various fields and they talk about health things that, you know, under the guise that these are things that people wouldn't talk to their do- own doctor about. And, that you know, there's a bit of sort of infomercial kind of stuff there as well. But on the show, the doctors, when Big Tree was at the helm, they talked about they talked about Hooker's discredited study and the false reanalysis of the CDC MMR study. And they featured two of the panelists from the show, the doctors, in the film: one pediatrician uh, Jim Spears, and the other one, Dr. Rachel Ross. Now, who calls herself in the film a family medicine doctor, but. Uh, on her social media and on her website, it says that she's a sexologist. So I guess she practices in relationship medicine. That's whatever. But on the show, they basically talk about they talked about how that people should be calling into question the MMR vaccine. And Rachel Ross is particularly given a big sort of segment in this film where she's seen to be apparently reading the research. I don't know how she managed to do that because I don't believe or don't 
haven't read anywhere that she's a statistician or a mathematician who would be able to decipher the you know intricacies of that. It's certainly not something that's taught in medical school, that kind of high-level data analysis. We outsource that to people who know what they're doing. And they they both she talks about how she was horrified with what they may have done to children promoting vaccines. The show, The Doctors, came under quite significant scrutiny um, and a lot of criticism for their role in this sort of anti-vaccination sentiment, which I think is entirely fair. But I think it's really important to to state that, you know, Big Tree is an experienced producer. He is he very much has his agenda and he's made this film with his friend Wakefield et al. to say something very specific, and that is to erroneously call into question the safety of vaccines the link between vaccines and autism and to promote this conspiracy theory against the CDC. Yeah, and we're supposed to just be okay with the fact that he gave two of his employees this data and then filmed them saying, oh, this is so shocking. They probably just don't want to get fired. Yeah, that's right. You can't be, you know, they have a vested interest in wanting to to not piss him off. He's kind of their boss. I mean, if your boss gave you a bunch of data and said, I'm very invested in this, I'm making a film in this, what do you think of this? You'd be like, I'll say whatever it takes me to keep my job. Of course. I mean, I think that's a a reasonable scepticism to introduce into that. Yeah. You know, the thing that pisses me off most about this guy? He says, and I'm paraphrasing here, the research shows no link between vaccines and autism, but thousands of parents are saying something different. Sure. And, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow tells people to put jade eggs up their vagina. Charlotte Gerson told people that juicing cures cancer. People have exorcisms sometimes still. 10% of Americans still think the moon landings were fake. People are utterly useless and biased. This is exactly why we have experts. Because, you know, no parent has ever catastrophized about their child being unwell. It's such a ridiculous argument to be like, oh, but, you know, all the parents are saying this, so maybe all the doctors are lying. Like, yes, we need to listen to parents. But at the same time, people are biased and useless when it comes to data. I think that's an important point is that this calling that thinking into question, as you say, is not about mistrusting parents. It's not about saying to the parents, we think you're liars. That's not what anyone, no one would ever say that. That's not what we're saying, particularly when you know, what he's kind of said is that the whole bunch of parents who have children who are sick want to know what the hell happened, um, as they should. That's entirely fair. We know it's not about disbelieving parents, you know, it's more about trying to to get to the bottom of, of what actually happened and report on things correctly and and safely as well. Um, and that's kind of, that's really not what has happened here. It, it's it's his stance is, is not correct and we really shouldn't really should pay much attention to what he has to say so mm, not a good guy no he also says he also says facts are facts data are data <laughs> that apparently only applies to other people and not to him because when he is confronted with all these various studies that clearly exist and that he clearly knows exist showing that vaccines are safe he basically does the equivalent of holding his hands over his ears and going la 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 <laughs> no not listening he is such a hypocrite in that regard yeah yeah um, so who else have we got in this film that we need to talk about? Because there's quite a few. Oh, yeah. Speaking of conspiracies, we've also got this guy whose name I'm probably going to pronounce really badly, Luc Montagnier. That's actually very nicely pronounced. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, so this guy won a Nobel Prize. <laughs> Damn, he won a Nobel Prize. And you know his work that he did on HIV that won him the Nobel Prize, along with a couple of others, is uh, pretty damn amazing. Like, good for him. He got a Nobel Prize. Unfortunately, since then... He's gone a little bit off the rails. 
Mm, yes, he now he now believes that HIV is um, to a conspiracy as well. He thinks COVID is a conspiracy. Yeah, there is something. There is something. I wish I had uh, looked this up before. Something about when people get Nobel prizes, there seem to there seems to be some of them a little bit of a, um, a descent into unusual thinking after they win the prize. There is a phenomenon called that. Look it up because I can't remember what it's called at the moment. Is there? Because I know that Linus Powling had the same thing because he became obsessed with vitamin C curing everything and that's partly why yeah. that still exists to today. Um, the other hilarious thing about this guy here is that he, after his he won his Nobel Prize, he went on to write very widely criticised and ridiculed papers on, quote, electromagnetic signals from DNA. Which basically claims that uh, when you have mass dilutions of DNA in water, the water still retains some signals from the DNA. This is getting dangerously close to homeopathy. <laughs> so, like, he went fully on, full on into conspiracy mode about about HIV. He's also claimed that COVID nineteen is man made. He's joined the anti vax crowd, and he's published like research that it, everyone thinks is a totally mm. false about how. Basically, homeopathy clearly is a thing. I think it's fair to say that we can't really trust this guy's judgment anymore. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's kind of sad. You know, he's a guy who who was an expert in his field and they've kind of trotted him out for something else and, and he just seems to be on a very strange plane nowadays. Um, but, yeah, what he's got to say on autism and vaccines is not right. Um, and just because he won a Nobel Prize, that doesn't make him right about everything. And I think, you know, that's a really important point to keep in keep in mind. And we sort of mentioned that there's a whole bunch of people here who have PhDs in various fields or they're professors in various fields or whatnot. They are stepping outside of their expertise here and they're doing so in a dangerous way. I think the best way I can describe that is it would be like me, a heart surgeon, deciding to perform brain surgery tomorrow. That would generally be frowned upon. Oh, bad idea. But yeah, I really don't know what I'm doing up there. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Please don't do that. I, I won't, I promise. But, you know, just just, <laughs> just giving an analogy here. Does that mean I don't know anything at all about the brain? No, I know a little bit about the brain, but not enough to step up and do brain surgery. Does that make sense? <laughs> that's a really good analogy. No, it is really good. It is good. So what all of this, all of these various uh, experts and discussions and parent stories, a lot of this in the end boils down to a single question that the documentary poses towards the end. And this is the question, did the CDC commit fraud? I say, no, they did not. No, no, no. That's the short answer. These claims have never been substantiated. Is the CDC or any organisation or any person beyond reproach? Of course not. That is, you know, no one's saying that. No one is perfect. No organisation is perfect. We get that. Um, they keep saying that the data set wasn't available to the public and therefore it lacks transparency and therefore it's an indicator that they are up to no good. That's not how research works. The data set can be obtained if you request it for specific purposes. You know, they, they're sort of taking things which are actually a normal part of scientific practice or, you know, not actually happening and turning them into these big conspiracy theories. But the Really, I think the, the biggest nail in their coffin is that all of the claims they made about the fact that the CDC changed the way they were going to analyse the data, that they said that they left out pieces of data on various subgroups in their MMR autism study, all of these things that they are calling omissions were actually included in the publication that they they say was hiding all of this data. It's actually there in black and white. I, I 
I checked. <laughs> I checked. I pulled up the paper and I checked. It's true. It's there. Um, you know, and or that they're calling things, as I say, that are a normal part of practice. They're calling these things um, fraudulent and false. So, no, the CDC on this occasion did not commit fraud. You know, does that mean that they shouldn't be called into question? They shouldn't have to prove that, you know, they did the right thing? Of course not. They should They should absolutely be held to account. We should absolutely have transparent data, transparent conduct and so on from all of our, our, our you know, health bodies, regulatory bodies. It is an important part of a democratic society. We all deserve to know where these things are coming from. That does not equate... I don't know, let's say not putting the data on a billboard in the middle of Times Square, fraudulent. It's that's just not that's just not it's not a real thing. <laughs> you know, the 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 study in question, the De Stefano study was well conducted, was all above board, and the argument behind this just doesn't hold any water at all. Yeah, they make really flimsy links. Um one of the claims they make around this is also that evidence was destroyed. But they essentially say they claim that a guy said that another guy said that the evidence was destroyed. I know a guy. And they try and link this back to the whistleblower. But all the whistleblower actually says is, and I quote, I quote directly, the higher ups wanted to do certain things and I went along with it. In the chain of command, I was number four out of five. What does that even mean? That is so vague. That could refer to literally anything. It could refer to the takeaway they want to order. Like this has nothing specifically in it that says that evidence was destroyed. There's nothing there that proves that in any way at all. Yeah, you know. And, you know, yeah, they discussed this fraudulent study, as they call it, by the CDC, which, you know, flashes on the screen really briefly because, you know, as you wisely pointed out, they are really hoping you don't look closely because it actually doesn't match up to what mm. they're saying. And at this point, I'm thinking, what about all the other studies? This is not the only study that exists that shows absolutely no link between vaccines and autism. Mm. What about all the other studies that have been done on Mm, all these yeah. children and what about the actual fraudulent study which is the one that is genuinely fraudulent which is the one that wakefield did on his tiny number of participants yeah no yeah look it's all, look it's all dodgy i think the other thing is that the when you talk about these experts and we've sort of alluded to this during you know the discussion about who these people are is that in all films we've seen this in all of the films that we've talked about so far most of them really is that they include these experts they're there to serve a really important function because to the, all the world they look like actual experts and again we talked about this in the first episode this is a really well-made film it's a bit pernicious it would be very easy to fall into line with what they want you to think and, you know, like I say, on the surface, they look like actual experts. They've got PhD, they've got credentials, they've got a whistleblower, they've got employment at important organisations, they've got skin in the game. There's, you know, one of them has a child with autism. They're educated, they're renowned, they're brave, they're putting their careers on the line. But, you know, as we've sort of found, many of them have conflicts of interest that are not disclosed and not just like, oh, you know, I'm selling a book. They have really serious conflicts of interest here. Many of them have had their work debunked. Many of them have made very grave errors in their research or in their conduct. And this is a common feature of these films. So I think, again, this is, you know, trying to sort of bring it back to, I suppose, a more generalizable thing and trying to give people the tools to, to look at these things a little bit more critically. These experts that these films include are a really common tool to get us to believe what they want us to believe basically and again it's about coming at this with a sense of curiosity and a little bit of skepticism and saying hey listen I'm going to take what you say with a grain of salt and that's really what you need to do in these settings 
Absolutely. So well said. I think that really kind of sums up the the reason why we tend to dedicate entire episodes to these so-called experts that appear in these documentaries. And I think that was particularly important for this one because of the huge discrepancy between how Wakefield presents himself and the actual reality of what he did mm -hmm. and what he has been proven to do and the fact that he is an actual fraud. They discuss this study by the CDC. They call it a fraudulent study. They are literally flinging poo at the CDC when in actual fact they are the ones who are covered in shit themselves. They're the ones who fucked up. They're the ones who actually made a fraudulent study and who were convicted of fraud. So they're literally accusing the CDC of what they themselves are guilty of. Proven guilty. Which I think just tells you everything really, doesn't it? It does indeed. So with that, I suppose, I think that's kind of wrapped up nicely what, what we wanted to say about these people. And next week, we're going to be talking a lot about autism. So I think that'll be a really good conversation. In the meantime, if you need to get advice on vaccinations, please talk to your own doctor or visit the World Health Organization website, which we will list in the show notes for you. And please don't forget to leave us a five-star rating because that's how people will find our podcast. And of course, please tell your friends. Now, if you have questions or comments, you can get in contact with us on email, inbadtastepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you as long as you're nice. So this week, please be sure to, to get in contact. Uh, you can always come and see us on our socials as well. Pixie is at Pixie Nutrition and I am at Dr. Nikki Stamp. And we will leave you references and links in the show notes. I have nothing funny to say. We are going to be talking about autism next week. So we hope to see you there. Bye. I need some water. Hang on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving me hanging. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.